What's going on, everybody? It is finally here. The day has come. At this point, we are two days away from real, meaningful NFL football. It's been a long offseason. I'm ready for some football action. This weekend, we got a little teaser with some really good college football. And, man, I'm getting excited more and more for Thursday night with the Lions and the Chiefs kicking things off. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Booth Review. As always, I'm your host, Devin Primrose, joined by that Sultan of Spice, Mr. Peter Strauss. What's going on, man? We're here. It's time. It is. Scott's got, got a little bit of a, of a college tease this weekend. Been Just doing some smidge. some fantasy drafting. Uh, it's you know, it's a good time. I'm ready for it. Fantasy drafting definitely made work go by super fast today. So yeah, I mean that'll help. That'll help get the uh, get the eyes off the work, the mind off the work, and onto the important stuff. My work league is 15 teams. That's really weird. It's really weird for it to be an odd number. Yeah, an odd number and that many i've never had to draft that many teams before so it's like i think i'm pretty fortunate to have the team that i have there so we'll see how that goes yeah my the deep deep keeper league that i'm in with with blake which i know some of our listeners have heard us talk about that over the last couple years but i believe that is either 14 or 16 teams i think it's just 14 um but there's you know a crap ton of bench spots because it's a deep keeper league. And then I've done one 16 team, just regular season format fantasy league. And yeah, you, you pretty much start scraping the bottom of the barrel when you have that many teams. Yeah. The, the perfect number is like eight to 12 somewhere in there is I feel like the perfect amount of teams. Yeah. I think, I think 12 is just about perfect, especially if you do a shallow bench, like we do in our league. Uh, I think that's that's the perfect number. That's the sweet spot for sure. Well, shall we get into our awards predictions for the 2023 season uh, before we jump into week one? Uh, I mean, unless you have something else planned. Otherwise, I took a lot of notes for nothing. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Let's... uh. I say let's let's start with probably the most obvious one, uh, and that's going to be comeback player of the year. I think this is almost a unanimous decision, and if it's not, the people not agreeing on it should find another job and not have the right to vote. Uh, but who <laughs> do you have as your comeback player of the year? Um. Clearly, it's uh, Lamar. Je- no, I'm kidding. It's it's the Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Oh yeah, Calvin right? Ridley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming back from gambling. Yeah, of course. No, it's <laughs> it's gonna be Demar Hamlin unless he doesn't play the whole year. Like the man literally died on the field. Like yeah, <laughs> and came back. There's no story could be better than that. No, absolutely not. I mean, it is weird to give comeback player of the year to a guy that went down in. What was it, week 15 or 16 of last year? It was 
down towards the end of last year. But it's it's the whole manner in which everything happened. The fact that an entire game literally got canceled because of his injury. Like it's it's a huge deal. Uh, and credit to him for for going through everything, getting back out there on the field and pushing through, and come coming back to play. Uh, hopefully, he has a good season. And yeah, there's there's absolutely zero zero reason why it shouldn't be Demar Hamlin. Yeah, it needs to be. Sorry, I have my thing up for the schedule predictor, and I didn't realize my volume was up, and it was playing an ad. Oh, I, don't, <laughs> very... I don't. I don't think the mic caught caught it. Yeah, so but now I've drawn attention to it, so you have to leave it in. Yeah, that's that's, just, <laughs> that's the way it goes. Um, no, yeah, I mean, as far as injuries and other stuff like that goes, like I would argue that physically dying is the furthest away from being able to play that there possibly is. Yeah. So the fact <laughs> the fact that he came back from that, even if it was, you know, he only missed like three or four games, like that's worth awarding that effort and being like, yeah, the sport literally killed me and I'm still going to come back and play it. Like, that's such an awesome story for him. Yeah, 100%. Um, and if anyone votes against that, they're, you, I agree. They shouldn't be able to vote for football. They shouldn't be able to vote for president. They shouldn't be able to... <laughs> They, sh- they shouldn't have voting rights. Revoke all voting rights. <laughs> yes. They can't vote for, like, their school board, like, superintendent. Like, they can't do any of that. Any of it. So uh, let's let's go from comeback player of the year to coach of the year. The other, uh, probably the most boring uh, NFL award every year. Uh, it, it typically goes to a first-year guy that overachieves. I say overachieved, does does very well, uh, or a veteran coach that is, uh, you know, maybe coming off of a down year and has a great one, something like that. So who who do you have for your 2023 NFL Coach of the Year? So it's the most boring award. So I had to go with somebody who, in my opinion, is the most there's a couple guys who are fun coaches and it was really between this guy and Pete Carroll. Cause I don't know, again, mm. talking about Pete Carroll, especially this off season, just like on the practice field, like throwing dimes yeah, was fun to watch. But I think somebody who's in a much better position to win it is Mike McDaniel. Okay. Um, I think he had a very good showing last year, made the playoffs despite the injuries with Tua. Um, and so imagine this team if Tua stays healthy or, you know, like I think in a second year he's going to be able to. Where where did you have the uh, the the Dolphins finishing? In your... So I had them just outside making the playoffs, and I think my initial thought there might have been a little harsh because like, I think – a lot of that when I was thinking about the schedule is like how healthy is Tua going to be. Yeah. So this pick is solely on, you know, if he can deal with like, if he's prepared for those injuries this year or right. if, he, if Tua stays healthy, because that is part of it. Like Tua doesn't have to stay healthy. They won games with Skylar Thompson. Yeah. So it's a matter of, can you rally this team? If your quarterback, uh, you know, becomes a uh, Humpty Dumpty. Right. Right, yeah. I mean, I, I had the Dolphins finishing at 8-9, and nine, and I don't think that there's any way that uh, 
that, that McDaniel wins it if they have that that record. If he gets them into the playoffs, and certainly if they end up winning that division when you're going against the Bills and the Jets, um, then sure, yeah, I'm, I, I can buy into that hype for sure. I just don't know if they're going to do enough this year to to really put him up there in consideration. But that's a that's a little bit of a a dark horse one for sure. Um, yeah, and I also I just think about a lot of the other guys. I feel like a lot of them are they might be getting credit for just like the talent assembled. And obviously, the Dolphins have a lot of talent sure. too. But I think the Dolphins have had a good bit of talent even with uh brian flores but i think mike mcdaniels being under kyle shanahan has been able to utilize that offense to the fullest of its ability like and i don't think that team would be the same without him whereas like people are talking a lot about robert sala who is okay well you're getting aaron Rodgers and recreating the green bay packers like right you're getting a dream team of people essentially yeah same with uh I don't know if Dennis Allen is on the list, but again, getting a new quarterback and like sure. that's kind of the storyline there. Cause I kind of think about it in places where the story, like, cause that's how a lot of these awards go. It's like, who has the best story? And I think Mike McDaniel could have the best yeah. story bouncing back from, you know, first year having to go to the playoffs with your backup and almost beating the bills with their backup quarterback yeah. last year. Um, I think he could continue to elevate this team. So I'm going to go Possibly. with Daniel. Possibly. So I, for me, I had three names written down here, and I don't, I didn't initially know which one I'm going to go with. I think I have an idea currently. Um, I'm like 95% sold. But the names that I had written down were uh, D'Amico Ryans, first-year head coach with the Houston Texans. I'm obviously pretty high on the Houston Texans. Um, Blake, I know, is also right there with me. He posted on the Discord about them kind of being the uh, the Jets uh, of, of last year where it's like, okay, well, if things go right for them, this is a team that could be wild card type potential. And if things don't go right for them, then, you know, it's a four or five win team. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty high on them. I think that would be a good one. The, the other two names I had, Arthur Smith with the Atlanta Falcons, if Atlanta achieves everything that a lot of people think they will, then I think Arthur ha- Arthur Smith has to be in consideration. Um, and then this last one is a sneaky one that I am tempted to actually pick. Um, this guy has never won Coach of the Year somehow, and that's Mike Tomlin with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we all know how great of a coach Mike Tomlin is. That team never has a – has a losing record with him being there. Uh, And if they, again, it's another team, if they do everything that I think they will, have them going 12 and five, if they go 12 and five, I think Tomlin has to be in consideration. Um, Having a second year quarterback kind of uh, entering into that second phase of, of a rebuild, if you will, they never really tore it down and rebuilt completely, but um, you know, moving on from Big Ben, moving into the Kenny Pickett era, going into year two of that, uh, if he is able to get that team to twelve and five, he's got to be in consideration. But I like that pick. I think that would be a sneaky pick. But I'm going to ultimately go with D'Amico Ryan's just because I think that he could be this year's Ryan Dabble 
first-year head coach. You look at what uh, Dabble did with the Giants last year, one coach of the year. I think D'Amico Ryans could do the same with the Texans um, over in the AFC. I do want to clarify because we talked about it in the Discord. Like, I don't – the Texans, I just don't think things are going to go right for them like everybody right, and else that's fair. they are. It's not that I think, like, the Texans are horrible. It's just they are going to have some growing pains with a new yeah. coach and a rookie QB and a young team. Yeah. And I don't think – I think next year they're going to be great. Yeah. I just don't think it's going to be this year. Um. But I do like the DeMarco Ryan pick. I think he is of the new head coaches this year, which there weren't that many, but I think of the new head coaches, he's in the best position to definitely uh, to get that. Yes. Um, and then I don't know. I'm wondering if because there are some coaches that just don't win coach of the year because of the talent that they've had in the past, like Andy Reid. I don't know if he won it with the Eagles. I don't think he's won it with the Chiefs, though. Um, that'd be another one that's like, if he hasn't won it, that's a shame. Well, cause he, I, I think he probably would have with the Eagles, but with the chiefs between having Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes, people will just be like, Oh, well you have, how good is the coaching? Like, do you need to be when you have Patrick Mahomes? even though Andy Reid is one of, one of the best offensive minds in football that we've ever seen. I mean, I just view it as like the two go hand in hand. Like you can have a plethora of talent, but if, if, the coaching isn't there it's not going to do anything right. you look like you look at you look back at the eagles team uh gosh i wish i could i could remember what year it was i i know it was the year that they were like officially unofficially dubbed the dream team it was when vince young uh went over there and they were they were terrible they were awful uh, but there was so much hype around that team going into the season because of all of the talent they had and they did nothing. And I, I don't think that was an Andy Reed year. Um, but it, like that's, you've got to have both. You can't have one without the other and succeed again. Look at what's happening in new England with, with Bill Belichick, like great coach, fantastic coach, but he's been unsuccessful without the talent of Tom Brady at quarterback. So You've got to have both. The two go hand in hand. Yeah, and so Mike Tomlin still like he's and he's having decent records with, uh, you know, this is is it this is the first year without Ben, right? Or this was this past season. This past season, yeah, and still went uh, yeah. even, went back and forth on a couple quarterbacks. So I I agree if they are able to pull it off with having Kenny Pickett as their starter the full season, then I think he does deserve uh, some credit there Yeah, as well. One yeah, name I'm was... surprised you didn't throw out was Dan Campbell, because I feel like he's also in a great position to get coach of the year. If, if Dan the Campbell, the team, to, me, to me, last year was the year for him to win it. Uh, it I, I feel like he could if they go out there and they win 12, 13 games, get a top seed in the NFC, sure, his name should be up there. Um, but last year, to me, was the year for him to win it. Um, but, you know, is what it is. Uh, let's go over to some rookies. Let's start yeah, with, you want to go offensive or defensive first? Let's go defensive first. Okay. 
Um, defensive. I'm not as knowledgeable year. about defensive, and I'm gonna take the obvious choice. <laughs> who um, who are you going with for defensive rookie of the year? I think it's got to be Jalen Carter. Like especially with one. with the pieces that that team lost, like it's him and Jordan Davis having to go against both those guys is going to be yeah. insane. And I think the opportunity is going to be there for Jalen Carter to get some some big big numbers. Um, I don't like. I understand that he had his off season issues, and he if they are you know true, he should get punished for those eventually. Yeah, but while everything is still you know alleged i can't believe that they let the eagles get him yeah (laughs) yeah that's that's insane that's a smart one that's i believe that's the betting favorite currently um and my pick is right up there with him uh for the record this award i've correctly predicted two years in a row now i predicted michael parsons two years ago and then i went or turned around and uh, predicted Sauce Gardner last year. So I'm on a two-year streak. I got to keep the streak going, and hopefully I will with uh, Will Anderson Jr., the defensive end for the Houston Texans. Uh, I just, again, I'm really high on this Houston team. I think they're going to be more successful than people want to give them credit for, uh, and Part of that will be Will Anderson being a lockdown defensive end that you don't want to face uh, on the defensive line, being the face of the franchise on the defensive side, taking that mantle from J.J. Watt, who uh, you know played there for a number of years, and yeah, I I just I have a good feeling about him uh, lining up on that defensive line for the Texans and and just wrecking offensive lines. Yeah, I could see that. The other name I had written down was like I literally looked up like rookie defensive players and I saw yeah. Jack Campbell from Iowa on the Lions and yeah. part of me was like yeah, yeah. he could be really good, but also that defense is still not great. So I don't know if that, that defense will get looked at enough for him to get that kind of recognition. That, that would have been a sneaky one, especially um lining up there next to uh, Aiden, Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. That would have been a good one. How about on the offensive side? The offensive side, I won't take the obvious one. I feel like this I is... I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this one, some people are saying, um, I don't think this is in any way a sneaky pick, but it's the Bijan pick is so obvious that any other pick seems like a sneaky pick. But I'm going to go with Zay Flowers, wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh. Um Ooh. And I think a big part of that is just the position that he's in. Uh, OBJ will be wide receiver two, but he's older with some injury concern. Um, so he'll probably, because I think Zay Flowers right now is listed wide receiver three behind Rashad Bateman. Yeah. And so I think he'll have some chance to get up and uh, step into OBJ's spot. And even Rashad Bateman had some injury issues last year. I mean, it feels like that's the Ravens every year. But. Um, yeah, I think Zay Flowers, and especially if Lamar can stay healthy, I think Zay Flowers is in a position where he can do some incredible things with that team. I like that pick. That's that's a fun one. Uh, I I just looked it up just for reference. Zay Flowers is the seventh. He has the seventh best odds for offensive rookie of the year. So not not going super spicy. 
um, but definitely not a name that everybody's talking about. It. He's sitting at uh, plus 1,800 odds. So, you know, you, you throw a hundo down on him, you, you're winning some money if he gets it. Yeah, uh, you're definitely much higher on the Ravens than I am. I think the Ravens will be good. Um, I don't have them making the playoffs. I have them just missing out. But, yeah, the, I, that's that's a solid pick. Zay Flowers is definitely something that that, that offense has needed for a couple of years, giving uh, Lamar a weapon on the outside. For me, I'm taking the obvious one. I'm going Bijan. I think Bijan is just such a dynamic playmaker, and he's going to step in and make moves immediately for this Falcons team. Uh, Arthur Smith had a generational talent at running back in Tennessee to work with when he was there in Derrick Henry, and now he's got what appears to be a generational talent in Bijan Robinson to work with um, for his offense in Atlanta. So, I feel good about about this pick. I think Bijan's going to light it up immediately for that team. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I can say anything else really that you didn't say. Like, yeah, everybody, our the fantasy league that we're in together, it was a, it's, I think it still is kind everybody of everybody wants him. It is still kind of a fight <laughs> for Bijan, our friend who does plug or disc golf podcast for a second dalen who does the other podcasts with us put stuff put stuff that's p as in peter <laughs> put stuff <laughs> um he made two trades to get up to the number one spot and took Bijan first overall and now i think he asked me about it i think i ultimately am not gonna go for a trade even though i have I'm the quarterback either. i have the quarterback he wants the most <laughs> um so I think you, you and Blake are, and maybe whoever else might be fighting for it. Still, I think I think it's all Blake. I I I don't have enough of what I think he wants, and I'm not willing to give up enough of what he wants for yeah. for Bijan. So yeah, I think I think Blake's gonna be winning that sweepstakes. But that is like our our league was fighting over him, and I imagine I have another draft tonight. If I'm distracted later, it's because I'm doing a draft while finishing <laughs> this podcast. And uh, I'm sure it'll be the same thing. My work league, I mean, I was the fifth pick. And I was like, if Austin Eckler, Justin Jefferson, uh, Christian McCaffrey, and Jamar Chase were all gone, I was like, I'm going to take B. John at five. Yeah. Because a a lot of people have high hopes for him. Hopefully the pressure is not too much. Uh, Hopefully we don't stress this kid out into (laughs) having a bad year. But yeah. I think he can handle it. He handled it in college. I think he can handle it now. I agree. I agree. So let's move over to the actual players of the year. Let's start with the defensive side. Uh, defensive player of the year. Who do you have winning it? I have two pretty obvious choices written down, but I think I am going to go with TJ Watt. Um, Mainly because... Again, part a lot of it is story, and he missed a good chunk of last year. Yeah. The year before that, he tied the sack record. His brother just retired. He's um, a monster. Yeah, the dudes. Um, I would have to find it, but I just remember seeing the record of like TJ Watt with the Steelers versus without the Steelers. Like, I think they yeah. won their first game ever without TJ Watt last year. Yeah. Before he, that, they had never won a game without him like, he's since a, he was in the league. 
he's a difference maker for that team. Like they need him on the field uh, to to help them win games. But yeah, you're right. I believe last year was the first year they won a game without him uh, when when he's on the sideline. So yeah. yeah, that that's that just speaks volumes about the kind of player he is, the kind of playmaker he is on the defensive side of the field. Uh, I I also went T.J. Watt. Um, really, I wow, you copycat. I feel like this award. Who who's the other name you had? I up? had Micah Parsons, just because yeah. Micah Parsons yes. is always also kind of a safe bet. Yes, because this dude's also a mo- like can be anywhere on the field. That's that's the thing with this award. This award to me is a two horse race between T.J. Watt, and Micah Parsons. In my opinion, those two guys are the two best defensive players in the league. Uh, the only other two guys that I think you could. I'll, let me rephrase that. The only other three guys I think you could make a case for being up there in conversation consistently is Aaron Donald, who is definitely on the back half of his career. His career is, is winding down. That's not to say he's he's anywhere near retiring. I still think he's got a good couple right. of years left in him. Uh, but he, he's in the back half of, of his career. Uh, Miles Garrett in Cleveland, who's a monster, and Nick Bosa out in uh, out in San Francisco. Like those are the guys to me that are right up there amongst TJ and Micah. But TJ and Micah are just a step better. Those are the kinds of guys that they can do it all um, as as linebackers. And yeah, I I feel like it's TJ's year. Yeah, I would have considered Chris Jones if he wasn't considering sitting out eight weeks. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get real spicy with it here with the offensive player of the year. I've got a spicy pick. I'm going to let you go first before I jump into it, though. Who you got winning offensive player of the year? So I have a few a, a few names written down. Two of them obvious. One of them a little less obvious. Um, The two names I wrote down that I'm not going to go with are Jamar Chase and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, mm. Jamar Chase had some injury concerns last year um and this team i mean joe burrow and jamar chase together are insane yeah so that's always a safe bet christian mccaffrey can do anything and if he plays a whole season with this san francisco team yeah like that's he's gonna have some ridiculous stats that's a big if though but i got to i have to back my bet and i don't (laughs) think he'll be quite mvp level but I do think Fields may do enough, Justin Fields, for Offensive yeah. Player of the Year. As much as I agree this should not be a quarterback award, yeah. I think Justin Fields, if he can you know, have the rushing game he had last year and put together the passing game, I think is definitely going to be deserving of this award. Yeah, I mean, listen, for as much of a Fields hater as I am, like I have to give it up to the guy. If he matches the expectations that are placed on him by you, by the majority of the media, then yeah, he should absolutely be in the conversation. I just personally don't think he will. And so that's why I can't have him in the conversation for me. But the guy is electric. And if he can put it together, then yeah, he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And he should be in the conversation for MVP and certainly for offensive player of the year. So I don't I don't blame you at all for taking that that pick. For me, this guy is the is 
23rd on the list of, of uh, betting odds for Offensive Player of the Year. And I feel like this is a little disrespectful to him. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is the betting favorite, and I understand that. Uh, he's he's a different dude. Uh, but the question mark with him is always going to be, can he stay on the field for 17 games? Uh, and that's, that's such a big if for me. I don't want to be anywhere near taking that as my pick. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to go with the guy that is – very similar and doesn't get talked enough in the same realm as Christian McCaffrey. And I'm going with Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is coming off of back-to-back seasons in which he had uh, over 1,500 yards from scrimmage combined between rushing and receiving, very similar to what a Christian McCaffrey does. Uh, In 2021, he had... 20 overall touchdowns between rushing and receiving in 2022 he had 18 between rushing and receiving so you're talking about a guy that's going to get you somewhere between 15 and 20 touchdowns and 1500 yards from scrimmage i think he's got to be mentioned um it is weird that like he doesn't get talked about as much for that because when you look at i mean i know fantasy football and actual football are different but he's always like the second or third like highest running back yep um, or I think he was, he might've been first last year, the year before, Yep. but I mean, he's always up there with people that must, must be drafted. Like he's he, and he's even come out and said like, um, he's a team player as far as like, I think he prefers like being a receiving running back, but yeah, I mean, obviously we've seen him do incredible things just rushing. So he's, he's run CMC light with the exception that he can actually stay on the field for the entire season. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with him. He he has yet to break 1,000 yards rushing. I think if he breaks 1,000 yards rushing, that will certainly help. And then if he can add 1,000 yards receiving, which will just be – it'll just be adding another 250, really, onto his receiving total, which with Kellen Moore being out there, now running the offense for the Chargers, that, that – Offense honestly should be quite electric, and I think he will be a a a big key factor for that. So, yeah, sneaky pick. Uh, like I said, the fact that he's twenty third in betting odds is a little mind blowing to me because he is very McCaffrey like in the sense that he's that dual threat running back between rushing and receiving. Uh, I'm trying to think. So, twenty. 20- two players that I would put at I mean I guess it includes quarterbacks which is it does which which I hate I hate giving this award to a quarterback and so for me that's why I can't pick one uh to to predict but nine times out of ten it ends up going to the second best quarterback unless one quarterback just has a crazy crazy year um and then they end up winning both this and MVP but I don't like that. I wanted to give it to a running back or a wide receiver that goes off, and I think Eckler's due for a very big year. Well, I got him on one of my fantasy teams, so I, I hope he does. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, let's let's jump over to the biggest award, MVP. Who do you have winning it? I wrote down two names. 
I, can I guess one of them? Yeah. Patty Mahomes. I did not put down Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. I mean, so, can, can we just rename this the Patrick Mahomes Award? Like, as long as he's in the league, it's his it's his award to lose. Like, so I agree, um, and I have purposefully left the Kansas City Chiefs out of the awards altogether because I knew <laughs> if I could, like, pitching picking Patrick Mahomes to an MVP is like obviously it's the favorite, it's the obvious choice. It's boring. Yeah, like how we think, like, uh, you know what? I'm not going to get into the disc golf stuff right now. You know what I'm going to say. I do know what you're going to say. Um, so I, I have a couple of little of, of more fun picks that I think are entirely possible, especially with a lot of the teams that Mahomes is playing. His stats might not quite be what they were last year. Um, and I think a couple other teams have some easier schedules, and those quarterbacks are talented enough to get some crazier stats. All right. And so I'm trying to decide between those two. Well, I can give and you I, mine first if you would like. Okay. Who's yours? I'm going with, in my opinion, the second best quarterback in the AFC, and that's Mr. Joe Cool out in Cincinnati, man. Old, old Joey B. Joe Burrow getting the job done. As long as he can stay healthy and Jamar Chase is out there on the field tearing it up, like I think – He's going to have an incredible season. It is weird because, like, because Joe Burrow has only been in the league, I think, what, or being a starter anyway, one less year than Mahomes or two? Uh, I th- I want to say this is going to be year f- four. He had that five? one year where he got injured, like, week three. That doesn't really count. But Yeah, let me just double check that real quick. But it's crazy to think about, like, because basically because of Mahomes, Joe Burrow hasn't been able to win be year any four. any awards really. Um, yeah, and and like, listen, listen to these stats. So we talked about twenty twenty. He got injured, uh, missed some time down the stretch. But twenty twenty one, sixteen games played, he had a seventy point four percent completion percentage, which is outstanding. 4,611 yards, 34 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Last year, uh, 16 games, 68.3% completion percentage, or just a little bit less. 4,475 yards, 35 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Like, very consistent, very similar. I think if he could knock the interceptions down just a touch, just a touch, maybe get down to, to single digits, and up the touchdowns just a hair, possibly approach that 40 number, then I think he's going to be firmly in MVP talks. Yeah, I do like the Joe Burrow pick. Um, Again, I talked about this last week, how he's the only Bengal I like, and he's a very good player. And I, I don't know if part of last year was just because they got off to a little bit of a slow start because they started 0-4 and, and then had to claw their way back to the top of the division to go to the playoffs. Um, but if they can keep momentum rolling all year this year, especially with a little bit more protection to maybe not take as many sacks, um, I think he's in a good place to win that award. Yeah. Somebody else last year, or a whole team anyway, that got off to a slow start. I've made my decision. All right. Um, I'll tell you the quarterback I wrote down that I didn't choose was Lamar Jackson. Although I was very mm. close. If Lamar Jackson can stay healthy, I think he can show his like when he won MVP in 2019 I think he can show that kind of yeah skill again 
But I'm going with a little more fun pick. And I haven't looked at like the rankings of where people are. I don't know if this person is being considered by anybody to be MVP. Yeah. I'd be kind of shocked if he wasn't at least on the list somewhere. But I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. That's fair. I think uh, the Jags are in a really good position to win that division. I think he's not playing a lot of crazy defenses. I think if he can keep the momentum going from where they were at the end of last season, that he can do some extraordinary things. And uh, I, I think he very easily could be MVP of this league and be the player that everybody said he was going to be when he came out of Clemson. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I uh, I thought about him as, as a potential pick. I just think it might be a, a year a year too soon for him. Uh, he made some great progression from year one to year two, uh, and, and I want to see the same from year two to year three. But he's his numbers last year were right right there with some of the best. Uh, 66.3% completion percentage, just over 4,000 yards, 25 touchdowns, only eight picks. Uh, obviously, the touchdowns, he's going to have to bump that number up. Uh, I think that, in today's league, you've got to be hovering around that 40 touchdown mark uh, to be in consideration uh, if if you're strictly a passing quarterback. If you're a dual-threat quarterback like Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson, one of those type guys, then that touchdown number can be down a little bit. But if you're a you know more traditional pocket-passing type QB, you've got to be up around that 40 touchdown number. And ideally... You want the interceptions to be in single digits. So if he can do that, then yeah, sure. I, I think he can absolutely be in, in consideration for sure. Yeah, and I mean, they gave him another playmaker too this year with Calvin Ridley. So as yep. long as he's not too rusty from essentially taking two entire seasons off, um, <laughs> that's yeah. just another weapon for for him to be able to do that with. So um, it's also for me, second year with Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson is a fantastic coach. Absolutely. Um, so yeah I, yeah, I think he could very easily win MVP. I don't know if that's a spicy pick. I don't know where he is in those odds he's, lists. He's definitely getting talks. Um, let me pull up MVP. He's not initially on this list I have pulled up, but he, I have, I have heard him in talks somewhat. So there is a conversation out there to be had for Lawrence for MVP. Um, so it's not, it's not exceptionally spicy, but it's a, it's a little bit of a dark horse for sure. Um, I said that MVP was the big award, but obviously the biggest award would be taking home the Lombardi. So let's jump into Super Bowl prediction. What's the matchup and who's winning it? Who you got? I don't know when the last time this has happened is, but I think it is very possible that we get a Super Bowl rematch with Philadelphia Eagles versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. I think it's super possible. Um, and part of it is the the road that I have in the NFC playoffs. The Eagles have a pretty easy path. Yeah. Um. Kansas City will be a little tougher, but it's I. This is why I left them out of the uh, 
<laughs> out of the awards is because I wanted to home pick them to win the Super Bowl like I do every year. <laughs> Last year I was right. Got to yeah. defend my my Super Bowl go. predicting abilities. Um, so I do think um this year's in New Orleans, right? Is that the Caesar Dome or Caesar whatever it's called? Yes, I think. Let me look it up. Keep going. Um. But yeah, Philadelphia have a little bit of loss at a defense, but that offense is still incredible. Still have probably the best center in football. That Jason Kelsey was talking about it on his podcast, where he uh, NFL top one hundred went from like seventy first to thirty seventh, and he was like, "No center should be rated thirty seventh in the NFL top one hundred. But I mean, he is one of the most, at the very least, electric centers. Like. He's a bit of he's a bit small as compared to other centers, but I mean he can Vegas. It, it helps. Oh, this year is Vegas. Yep. I think next year is New Orleans, maybe. Allegiant but, Stadium out in Vegas. Um, but I think Philadelphia Jalen Hurts. I think will still improve. I'm sure he's being talked about for MVP as well. Yeah, definitely. They still got AJ Brown. They still have Devontae Smith. They've uh picked up DeAndre Swift from Philadelphia, who's a great running back. Yep. We talked about having the duo of Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter on defense. That team is still going to be a force to be reckoned with in the NFC. I feel like their only real competition is the 49ers. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll have to. Uh, so, Chiefs, Chiefs, Eagles with the Chiefs winning again. Take Chiefs taking it again. <laughs> and a lot of people are going to be <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> But I can't I can't root against I mean, them. It's, not it's when, a homer pick. Not when not when they're this hot. I have to pick them all to win Super Bowls while I can. That's fair. That's fair. Uh for me. So when I did the whole season schedule playout where I predicted all the games, I also predicted the playoffs. And I'm gonna stick with what I had there. I don't know how much I love it though. Um I to me so to me the AFC is pretty wide open. I think I think I could make the case for about five or six teams in the AFC to to get to the, the Super Bowl. In the NFC it is a lot smaller. Um uh, while I do like the Falcons, I like the Lions, I just don't think that, like, they're there yet with the likes of an Eagles or a Niners. And honestly, I don't think the Cowboys are there either. I think it really comes down to, to Philly and San Francisco again. And to me, San Francisco kind of got cheated out of a fair fight with Brock Purdy getting injured pretty early on in that game, um, which... Uh, Maybe cheated is the wrong word. It's it's how it goes. Like you've got to be prepared for injuries. Um, but regardless, they didn't have their starter that carried them into the playoffs to finish that game for them. Um I wanna see them do it again because I think that San Francisco could have won that game. Uh and that's who I have coming out of the NFC is the 49ers. On the AFC side I feel like this is a very popular pick, and I don't like picking it because of how popular of a pick it is, but I'm going with the New York Jets. Um, I've taken the 
the Jets and the Niners in a Super Bowl. I think that would be a fun matchup. We get to see Aaron Rodgers with a new team facing the team that seemingly knocked him out of the playoffs every single season. Uh, if it wasn't the Seahawks, it was the 49ers. So that already makes for a good storyline, and I think that the Jets are going to be a very, very good team um, just because of how talented they are on both sides of the field and so that's why i'm picking them to win the super bowl for rogers to get number two this somehow is a, a secret homer pick somehow somehow rogers leaves green bay and i'm still picking him to win a freaking another super bowl i listen i it is what it is just how just how the I, chips fell i can't pick the packers so i guess i'll just pick aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Your super secret Homer pick. Sure, we'll we'll call it that. We'll call it that. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our predictions for the twenty twenty three season. And now, for the first time this year, I get to say, "Hey, man, let's get picky with it." Getting picky with it. Getting picky with it. Getting picky with it. Getting picky with it. On Thursday night, September 7th, over on NBC, we have the reigning Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs playing host to one of the more intriguing teams from the 2022 season, the Detroit Lions. The Lions obviously coming off their last win of the season to knock out the division rival Green Bay Packers uh, to keep them out of the playoffs. Going into Arrowhead to face Patty Mahomes and Cun company trying to make it back to back Super Bowl wins. The Chiefs currently five point favorites. That's hundred percent fair. More times than not, the home team does win the opening kickoff games. Uh there's just something about raising the banner. You got all the pomp and circumstance, just everybody feeling it, vibing. Kansas City ain't gonna lose that game, right? Who you got, man? I don't know if Patrick Mahomes has ever lost a week one game either. Like for Ooh, whether you're on the road stat. or um and yeah, the home teams typically don't lose week one. There are some things against the Chiefs. Obviously, uh we literally just got news today. Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee. Yep. More than likely will not be able to play. Uh Chris Jones is also still on the please pay me bandwagon, even though <laughs> he could just play and win another Super Bowl and I just I, I don't get it. Like you watch Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, guys who are like willing to like get paid a little less or make their contracts like flexible to yeah. win championships and then I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna get too much into that. Um that being said, Chris Jones on the defense for this game, I think is is definitely hurts. Our defense is young anyway and the Lions offense is still super strong. So I think at the end of the day, like it's still that was still gonna be hurtful anyway, even yeah. with Chris Jones there. 
um, as far as not having Travis Kelsey on the offense, it does bring up an interesting thing of who is who do the Lions cover? Because before it was like you had a clear target. You put two people on Kelsey and you spread out everyone else. Well, just who do you cover? Else. Who do you cover if you're this Lions defense? This not great Lions defense. I would. I mean, I don't even just, think. I think not great is too nice. You just cover everybody else because. So, in my opinion, Kansas City's already going to be. I don't want to say struggling to find like a true wide receiver one, but like Juju left. That's a, that was about a thousand yards of Patrick, Patrick Patrick Mahomes passing yards last season were to Juju. Uh McCall Hardman left. McCall Hardman wasn't much of a factor last year. He was hurt, like yeah. he was in and out, basically. We um, all know how I feel about MVS. He's good for four games a year. Obviously he was good for much more than that for Patrick Mahomes. Uh but I I don't see MVS as a true number one. You do have Tony there now. Uh, you've got Sky Moore. So uh, there's options, but they're, in my opinion, none of them are like a true number one guy like Kelsey was. But again, and, and that's be. the thing. You have an entire team of wide receiver twos. Like I don't even know if they're wide receiver. Like wide receiver twos being generous. Like uh, d- don't get me wrong, Patrick Mahomes can make lemon out of lemonade out of any lemons. That's what for I'm sure with Patrick Mahomes because like he's had Kelsey and Tyree Kill, and then everyone else is just yes. wide receiver two. Yes, this year it's all for being a wide receiver for Patrick Mahomes. They're all wide receiver twos. Sure. And yeah. so that's like Kadarius Tony had great chemistry when he came over to the team. Uh, Sky Moore at the end of the year had great chemistry. Justin Watson was great pretty much the whole year. Right. MVS had a lot of big plays. Uh, I guess. And Ross is going to be healthy. We have Rashi Rice. I guess um, what I'm saying is that there's not any one clear cut big play threat. So you just cover everybody like normal. Yeah. And when, when somebody starts making big plays consistent, excuse me, consistently, then. That's when you can then say, they okay, double team that guy, and then he just guy. chooses a different guy. Potentially, yeah. <laughs> Andy Reid is still whoever's playing tight ends. Like we, I think we still have Noah Gray and Blake Bell, who both like had some big plays last year. And uh, I, Andy Reid is going to get those guys open with his uh, with his play calling. So um, I still am going to take the Chiefs. Obviously, like Lions, I'm going to root for you every single other game this year, <laughs> just not this one. Um, let's get the hurt out of the way early and then you guys can go on a run. But I think the chiefs, uh, hold it this week. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get the maracas a going because I'm starting 2023 out spicy, baby. And I'm going with motor city, Dan Campbell, firing up that group from Detroit. I've got the lines heading into Arrowhead and getting the upset win over Kansas City. Patty Mahomes going to be struggling to find someone to throw to. Don't get me wrong. The man can still pass to anybody, but that receiving core is getting smaller and smaller uh, as far as big name, big play threats go. So 
Give me the Detroit Lions. I know that defense is still on the rise. They're still figuring things out, but I think they're going to be in a better position this year than they were last year, and that offense should just continue to roll as one of the best offenses in the league. This will probably end up, could potentially end up being a shootout, and man, Jared Goff won the last one. That's all I'm saying. Jared Goff won the last one. I don't know if it was the last one between them, actually, but well, the I last the last one that everybody remembers. The last big shootout, yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, that game was in his home stadium, and this game is in Mahomes' home stadium. So. True. That arrow, so that Arrowhead crowd is what worries me the most with picking Detroit, but... I like the Lions, man. I'm I'm giving them a win out the gate. And again, I I don't want to like argue with it too much. Like obviously I disagree with you, but I do like the Lions a lot and I don't I yeah. I hope it's a, I hope it's one of the best season openers we've ever seen. I hope even if the Lions lose I hope it's fun. I hope even if the Lions lose that they feel good about that game. Yeah. And can go into the rest of the season and be the team that we want them to be. Now again, the Jamal Williams thing feels like a curse with getting rid of the guy who broke Bray Sanders' record. This is true. The seat, like, right after it happened. The guy who basically has been, was the most vocal heart of that team, maybe besides their coach. Um, yeah. But I got high hopes for him, just not this week. Well, we got 15 more games to get to full slate of action this weekend. So let's jump over to the Sunday games, starting us off at 1 p.m. over on CBS. We're heading out to Cleveland, baby, for year two of Massage Boy and Company. We've got Joe Burrow and the bunch heading into town to take on the Cleveland Browns in the dog pound in Cleveland. Cincy on the road, two and a half point favorites. I like it. I think they're the better team. But I ask you, good sir, who do you got, man? Only two and a half? Only two and a half. That seems, I, I don't know. I am very biased against the Browns. You for are. obvious reasons. But I'm all, I mean, I'm also biased against the Bengals. But I, the only difference is I know the <laughs> Bengals are a good team. I'm not delusional about that. Yeah. Um give me the Bengals. I the, they got off to a slow yeah. start last year. I don't think that will happen this year. I think they um they still have a fire under them, you know. They didn't like the ending of that game with the Chiefs and they're going to you know how their season ended last year and I think they're going to carry that flame into this and I don't think uh, uh Massage Boy is going to be what he was when he was on the Texans. So yeah, give me, I think the Bengals offense is still, even with how good the Browns defense is, I think the Bengals offense is still too good. And I think the Bengals defense is good enough to take care of the pretty much just the rushing attack from the Browns. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're in agreement on this one. I've got the Bengals winning this one as well. We're both kind of low. You more so than me uh, on this Browns team anyways, for as much talent as they seem to have, it it just appears as if the team is in disarray. Uh, so yeah, give me give me the Cincy boys coming into town uh, and and getting the dub. I like it. Let's go from Cleveland down to 
the ATL, where we have the Falcons making moves in the offseason. A lot of hype, a lot of, lot of good vibes coming out of Atlanta towards this Falcons team, and we have a division rival, and the Carolina Panthers also on the rise, heading in to Atlanta to take on these Atlanta Falcons at home. The Falcons are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I think that might be a little low. I think the Falcons are a better team, at least on paper, than this Panthers team uh, is. Uh, but I ask you, who you got, man? I have. Let me scroll back down here. So here's my problem. As for some reason, my progress did not save correctly on my NFL schedule predictor thing. Well, just vibe with it, man. Who are you feeling? So my vibe is going to be the Atlanta Falcons for week one. It's, again, home go. opener. I think they are the more talented team. They got that Bijan hype. The... Uh, I don't know what Carolina's doing really on defense that, you know, scares me. So, um, yeah, give me the Falcons there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it, I've got the Falcons win the division. So they got to start putting some, some wins together to get there. And I think it starts in week one, getting a nice divisional win over this Carolina Panthers team. I am excited to see Bryce Young in his debut, see how he looks, um, but even probably more so excited to see how Desmond Ritter looks in year two and with the full off season of that team being his team, uh, being the guy in that building. So a lot of good storylines to, to look for in this game as far as young guys um, stepping up and, and making some debuts. But I think uh, old, old Honey Bijan is going to be making some plays for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's week one against a weak defense. He's going to do what he did in college. We'll see if he carries that on through the rest of the season. But yep. I think he's got it. Yep. Well, let's go out to Indianapolis, where we have the Jacksonville Jaguars making their way up to Indy to take on this lackluster Indy crew. Uh, tickets are as low as $32 if you want to go see a home opener. I feel like that's probably the lowest of the weekend because this Colts team has got nothing good going for them. And surprisingly, on the road, Jacksonville are only five point favorites. I feel like they should be much higher. Uh, who do you got, man? Duval. Yeah, taking the Jags. 100%. Uh, this is one of those teams where I don't know what's happening on defense, and Trevor Lawrence could have a field day with getting chemistry, like getting chemistry with Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Um, I think. I think also the Colts are cursed at home against the Jaguars, if I'm not mistaken, that they just automatically lose that game every year, no matter how good the Colts are <laughs> or how bad the Jaguars are. Um, so, yeah, give me the Jags. Yeah, I'm also rolling with the Jags. Listen, I'll probably be picking very few games in favor of this Colts team because I think they're that bad. Uh, but I guess they're probably going to win at least one or two. I don't think it happens opening week against this Jacksonville squad, which is looking like one of the top contenders in the AFC. I mean, they do play the Texans and the uh, Titans twice, so. True. True. 
from one Midwest city to another, let's go up to Minneapolis. Minneapolis, I can't speak right now, but we're going to Minnesota where we have Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming into town to take on the Minnesota Vikings at home. Minnesota are six point favorites that's probably fair this Buccaneers team is also very similar to the Colts just in 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 a bad spot they're in a rough shape uh they're they're tanking for Caleb Williams obviously uh who do you got man this could be with how much the Vikings defense lost and how much talent the Bucks still have on offense I think this could be a sneaky shootout if Baker Mayfield is on his, I like it. It's not prime time, so obviously Kirk Cousins is going to ball out. Baker Mayfield is known to ball out occasionally. Yeah, week one on a new team against a weak defense. When you have, uh, I think Mike Evans might be hurt, but you still have Chris Godwin. You still have uh, Rashad White, their second year running back, who looked great when he was in last year. True. Um. I think there could be some success there against one of the worst defenses in the league. That all being said, I'm still going to take the Vikings to win. Um, There's still just too much talent on that offense. And if Baker slips up once with that defense, they're done for. Um, You still got Kirk Kirk Cousins, 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins. Um, You have Justin Jefferson, Alexander Madison. Uh. I don't see this team losing at home to, in my opinion, the worst team in the league in the Buccaneers. Yeah. Uh, for now, Kirk, I do like it, and I'm picking you in week one. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I This Vikings team is very tough for me because I do still have a lot of faith in that offense because I think it's one of the better ones in the NFC, but that defense is so worrisome. Um, So it's going to cost them games, but it's not going to cost them games against an offense like Tampa Bay. So give me the Vikings all day in this matchup. Let's head on down to Narlands, the Caesars Superdome on a battle between AFC South, NFC South. We have the Tennessee Titans making their way into New Orleans to take on the Saints at home. The Saints are three point favorites. Uh, The Titans are god-awful and will be god-awful all year, in my opinion. Maybe they'll sneak out a couple of wins. I don't see it happening. Uh, Who you got, man? Uh, Yeah, this one's pretty easy. Um, I'm a big believer in the Saints team. Uh, Maybe too big of a believer. I just, I like the Derek Carr, Jamal Williams story of like being the hearts of their teams and still getting rejected. And now they're yeah. going to go form their own, their own cool team. Uh, I would do the, the Futurama reference, but I don't know if I can say um, that profession on a family podcast, <laughs> um, which does fit new Orleans also. But anyway, um, yeah, give me new Orleans in this one. I think, uh, Derek Carr, Jamal Williams, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, if he, you know, he'll stay healthy one game, right? Sure. Um, I just think they're going to be too much for this this Titans team. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't like it, but I'm picking the Saints. 
<laughs> I don't like it because do I, I don't like. Do picking, I hear some Blake coming out of you over there? I don't like picking either one of these teams because I think both of them are not great. But I do like Derek Carr, do like Jamal Williams, and I do want to see them be successful. So give me New Orleans in this one. Let's head up to Pittsburgh. We've got the San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy's back, baby. Mr. Irrelevant is relevant once again, leading the way into Pittsburgh to take on TJ Watt in the Pittsburgh Steelers. San Francisco on the road, two and a half point favorites. I think Vegas is kind of a little high on this Steelers team, as am I. Uh, We'll get to my pick in a second, but first, who you got, man? So kind of the opposite of like the Chiefs-Lions. I could see this game being a defensive battle with both of them mm. having second-year mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Um, however, the 49ers' offense is slightly more talented. TJ Watt can only keep up with so many people um, when you got to worry about uh, Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, um, Debo Samuel in the backfield, and then also Brandon Ayuk still running routes, and who could probably be a wide receiver one on a bunch of teams, still wide receiver two technically for the 49ers. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, not not a not a better coach, but I I would say like a sm- smarter offensive football mind to get around that defense of the Steelers. So I'm going to take the 49ers in this one. Let me just uh let me just warm up the maracas over here. <laughs> get that get that nice shake because I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers, baby. Now listen, I'm high on this team. I've got them going twelve and five. They've got to get some wins somewhere. And uh listen, I like the Niners as well. Obviously I just picked them to go to the Super Bowl, but I think the Steelers at home in Pittsburgh there's going to be some magic flowing in that stadium. Kenny Pickett's going to get get some some touchdowns to George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. Najee Harris going to have have a little bit of a time on on the the field running the ball. That's that defense is going to be stopping brocking the boys. I like it. Give me Pittsburgh. I do hope Najee Harris has a back bounce back here because he had a great rookie year and then kind of spittled out last year so hopefully he can have a bounce back here this year um that's a fun pick maybe if it were still heinz field i'd be a little bit more behind (laughs) it but uh what i don't even know what their stadium is called now but it's too long to be like accrisure stadium hype opening game at accrisure stadium no that's (laughs) the energy's not there the energy's not there for me to be behind that (laughs) i feel that i feel that well let's Head on down to Maryland, FedEx Field to be exact. Hey, it's a new era in Washington football. The team has been sold. Dan Snyder's out the building. We don't even have to mention his name ever again. And what do they get in week one? A nice cupcake game in the Arizona Cardinals coming to town to take on this Washington Commanders team. This Washington team is seven-point favorites at home because the Cardinals are less stinky poo-poo. Who you got, man? 
You don't think Joshua Dobbs can pull it off? No. Get out of here. <laughs> now, I was um, perhaps too harsh to the commanders uh, when I did my scheduling. Um, kind of looking back now, I think there's definitely more games they could win. However, from the very beginning, I did have them winning this game. And the fact that they dropped Colt McCoy and are going with Joshua Dobbs as their starter uh, just gives me even more reason to pick the commanders here. Um they're going to, how do you say, have a commanding victory. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't think this game is going to be in any way, shape, or form indicative of the season that the Commanders are going to have. I think there are some people out there that are giving this team way too much love. Uh, but they will get the job done in week one because they're facing a garbage team in the Arizona Cardinals. So give me the commanders to get the job done on Sunday. Yeah, no. Like I said, I was uh when I did my schedule predictor, this was the only game I had them winning. So Yeah. Which is which is fair. <laughs> which is fair. Well hey, we're gonna stay in Maryland and just go about an hour up the road to Baltimore where we have maybe maybe the fun, maybe the frisky Houston Texans. Maybe it's a little too early to start declaring that, but I've got a good feeling about them. The Houston Texans making their way out to Baltimore. D'Amico Ryan's making his debut as head coach going up against one of the better head coaches in the league in John Harbaugh. The Baltimore Ravens 10-point favorites at home. Let's, let's come come on Vegas. Let's let's give a little bit of love to this Texans team. Who you got, man? Vegas just uh knows what I know and that this team is not quite ready to compete with the big boys. The Ravens are one of the biggest boys in the AFC with one of the biggest boy quarterbacks in the AFC. Uh give me the Ravens. Nobody is hurt yet, so this is like the best this team is going to be and I don't think the Texans are going to be able to keep up with it. I'm slightly uncomfortable with the amount of times you said big boy in that statement. Um, but I'll, Why, you got a problem with big boys? I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it for now. <laughs> but easy now. I'm watching you. <laughs> all right? <laughs> and, you know, it's a good thing I've got my Maraca hand warm over here because I'm picking the Ravens. Uh, I like this Texans team. I like them, but uh, I don't think they start the season with a win against Baltimore. I think Baltimore's just too good, uh, and, and Baltimore's another team that is up there amongst the better teams in the AFC, could certainly make a run uh, if, if things go their way. So, yeah, give me the Ravens in this matchup. Yeah, if you picked the te- you were about to take the Sultan of Spice thing from me. If you picked the Texans <laughs> to win this week, like I understand, like I might be a little too mean to them, but they're not winning this game. No, no, I, I don't. I mean, it'd be fun if they do, but I don't think they will. I don't think they will either. Let's uh, let's head up to the NFC North for a classic division rivalry game. We have the new refreshed revamped green bay packers heading in to take on the media darling chicago bears at soldier field in chicago uh at home the bears one point favorites 
one-point favorite. So you better enjoy it while it lasts, Chicago, because uh, you ain't going to be favored in a lot of games. But lucky for you, Vegas has not seen Jordan Love and the boys line up yet in an actual NFL game. Uh, so it could get interesting. Who you got, man? Sometimes I feel like I have a spicy pick, and then I hear the odds, and I'm like, man, they agree with me? Like, I'm trying, man. <laughs> I'm trying. Like, because when was the last time that the Bears beat the Packers? When was, when was the last time that happened? It's been a minute. It does. It has happened a handful of times over the years, but, you know. Has it happened with Aaron Rodgers? It has, but Aaron Rodgers owns that team. That He has a great record against them. He is their daddy for sure. The cheesy daddy. Uh, well, but- he went out to get the milk and never returned, so give me <laughs> the Bears. Give me the Bears at home uh, week one with the hype. Green Bay, you know, their franchise quarterback has been sitting on his butt for three years and uh, is going to have to get in the groove if they want to, you know, get ahead of the game and possibly still not be last in the division. So I – I don't know if it is a homer pick, but I've taken Green Bay in this one. I guess, I guess it kind of is, but like I also just don't believe in the Bears. So, I call me a homer if you yeah, want. But Devin, you can't say "duh" Packers. That's just not as cool. Duh Bears. Well, duh Bears are gonna lose on Sunday at no. four twenty-five over on Fox. Uh, let's continue. We have the Las Vegas Raiders heading up to Denver to take on Sean Payton's team in the Denver Broncos. Sean Payton, year one head coach, making his debut in Denver with Russell Wilson and the boys at home. Denver, three and a half point favorites. We got Jimmy G. Heading up against Russell Wilson, they know each other very well, had many a classic showdown between San Francisco and Seattle, but this is a new, these are new teams, it's a new division, new head coaches they're playing for. Uh, is this a game to watch? I don't know, it might be kind of boring. It's not, it's not a game Who to you watch. Got, I man. can tell you right now, if this is the local game that you get um, on Sunday, just take a nap. Well, just go get red zone somehow and watch something else. And if you can't afford red zone, uh, take a nap or get the much cheaper disc golf network and watch whatever. Also probably boring silver series. They'll have on this weekend. Um, <laughs> I don't like either of these teams and it's not even, I was a believer in the Raiders last year. Like, yeah. even as a Chiefs fan, I thought the Raiders were in a spot to be more successful than the Broncos. I didn't think they were quite going to make the playoffs, but, or maybe I did have them second, actually. Maybe I did. I can't remember. Anyway, not this year, not with what we see, saw from Josh McDaniels. I don't care what numbers Blake throws at me in the Discord. Jimmy G is not anywhere near as good as Derek Carr. Jimmy G was successful because of Kyle Shanahan's offense. He's not going to be able to throw the ball deep enough to make Devontae Adams, like, matter. Uh, Josh Jacobs is their only hope. 
I don't think it's going to well, be enough against that still scary Denver defense. So I'm going to take the Broncos in this game. Yeah. I I also have the Broncos, but that's also because I'm just on the fire Josh McDaniels train. I'm going to get that going early, starting in week one. Let's get Josh McDaniels out the building because I want the Raiders to be good. The Raiders are a team that like I want to cheer for because I do like a handful of those players. But Josh McDaniels is a pile of garbage that should have gotten canned last year, but they can't because they keep canning guys and don't have the money to go get new ones. Well, to be they still hold have to on, the other guys. Hold on. To be fair, they had to let John Gruden go. That wasn't their fault. Sure, sure. I'll agree with that. Uh, but. They, they should have kept Basaccia in the building yeah. and given him the job, but nope, they went out and made a deal with the devil for Josh McDaniels, gave him a, another try, and he's a pile of garbage. He was a pile of garbage in Denver, and he's going to get a loss against his old team on Sunday. Uh, give me the Broncos. Yeah, <clears throat> just skip this game if you can. It's it's going to be like a Broncos. Yeah. No, this is Jimmy G against the Broncos where he lost because he stepped out of bounds for a safety. Yeah. That's sure. going to be that game. So sure. skip it if you can. All right. Let's head over to Foxborough where we have the reigning NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles heading into Foxborough to take on Mac Jones and the boys and the New England Patriots. Uh, on the road, Philly four-point favorites. I think that says everything you need to know about what Vegas thinks of this Patriots team. I agree, Vegas. This Patriots team is not great, uh, and I don't think Bill O'Brien is going to be the offensive savior that everybody thinks he will be because he was a pile of garbage down in Houston, and I didn't think he was a good uh, coach or coordinator in college, so why would that transfer over to the NFL? Yeah. Weirdly, Who? I think the Sorry, did you did you did I interrupt you saying who do you who? got, man? Who? Who you got, man? Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because I think with Bill O'Brien, they are in a better position to do like just having anybody be offensive coordinator as opposed to having Matt Patricia and uh, whatever the heck uh, Bill Belichick's son is. Um, the on- Gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't like making fun of people for how they look, but but oh. he's a, he's a freaking gremlin. <laughs> he's not he's not a lizard person. He's a frog person. <laughs> sure, with sure. A, it's a frog with a mullet. <laughs> um, no, um, it's weird because like having somebody to actually make the offensive decisions and going out and getting Juju uh, Smith Schuster, I think are both good moves that should improve their offense. And yeah. getting Zeke as well to back up Ramondre Stevenson. However, yeah. I think I don't know if it's just their schedule is harder or what it is, but there's not very many games that I just see that are winnable for them this year, and this one definitely is not winnable for them. This is <laughs> yeah, this is the Eagles coming off the Super Bowl loss. Uh, even though the Patriots' defense is always very good, um, nobody can stop that quarterback sneak. I don't know if they have anybody who can stop the duo of AJ Brown and Devonte Smith. Uh, so yeah, give me the Eagles. Yep. 
I'm with you. Very easy decision. Uh, you went on way too long of a rant to give me that pick because it was a very easy game to pick. Uh, yeah, Philly all the way. Next up, let's go out to L.A. Where we have Tua and the Miami Dolphins heading into town to take on Justin Herbert and the boys. In the L.A. Chargers, Chargers three-point favorites at home. Probably going to be a fairly even game, I would imagine. Uh, I like both of these teams. I think the Chargers are slightly better. Uh, I also think the Chargers are due for a pretty good pretty good season. Um, but who yeah, man? I am going to take the upset here and go with the Miami I can't explain why. Like I said, my NFL predictor got got messed up. And maybe it's because I picked Mike McDaniel for coach of the year. I don't know. But the Dolphins just feel like, and it's the same with the Chargers too. Both of these teams, if they can stay healthy, both teams are going to be great. I think I'm just mainly giving the edge to uh, the Dolphins because they're, I think, a bit more well put together and I think have a better coach. So I'm going to give the edge to the Dolphins here. Well, I disagree with most of that, uh, but I think <laughs> <laughs> I think the Chargers are the better team. Uh, I like them a lot more than I like this Dolphins team. Uh, but I do think the Dolphins have a ton of talent that you do have to be careful with and you have to have to watch out for. And uh, I think the defense is going to have their hands full with that Miami offense, but I think they can get it done. And uh, I think that the Chargers offense is, is just elite, elite level. Uh, as long as everybody's healthy, everybody's out there playing, this, this is a team that should be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, so yeah, give me L.A. in this one. Agree to disagree. Okay. <laughs> let's uh, let's head up to Seattle where we have the other L.A. team, the Rams, or whatever's left of the Rams, heading up to Seattle to take on the Seahawks at Lumen Phil Lumen Field. Uh, the Seahawks at home are five point. Favorites, that's probably fair. This Rams team is, is, I don't know who's worse between the Rams and and Cardinals right now. They're both in such disarray. The Rams Uh, at least have a quarterback. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I mean, if they don't have Matthew Stafford, they have Stetson Bennett, who I still think is better than Joshua Dobbs. This is this is true. You're making good (laughs) making a good point, but uh who do you got? Um, yeah, I'm gonna take Seattle. That's a pretty hundred percent easy choice um geno smith coming off a career year they had a really good draft they have a really good second year running back uh they still have two like one of the best wide receiver duos with metcalf and lockett and then are adding jsn to that um that's gonna be an insane team yep um so yeah give me the seahawks i agree give me the seahawks all day in this matchup you know hey geno he ain't right back but he did cash that check that he got in the off season and a big contract. So yeah, give me uh give me Geno Smith and the boys. Let's head on out to New Jersey 
for some Sunday night football. You know it's week one of the NFL when we're getting an NFC East matchup on Sunday night football because that's what they always freaking do, shoving it down our throats. We got the Dallas Cowboys heading in to MetLife to take on the New York Giants. And listen, this NFC East team, this NFC East division is on the upswing, so I'm okay with this for now. <laughs> for but watch, watch yourself, NBC, <laughs> because I don't like it every year. Dallas on the road, three and a half point favorites. Uh, who you got, man? Uh, you know what? Let's take the prime time upset here Ooh. and go with the New York football giants the and part of that is the cowboys just feel weird right now i feel like there's a weird energy in the air around dak prescott's you know how secure his job is um you know losing a couple key pieces uh yeah like they still have cd lamb obviously tony powell tony pollard also had a breakout like they still have a fantastic defense but something feels weird there, and I feel like what Dayball did with the Giants last year and the people they were able to get on that team this year, um, and you know, you still got Saquon Barkley, who's one of the more versatile players. And if Daniel Jones can get a little more comfortable and get take a few more risks, I think this team can be something, um, despite how I scheduled them. I think I originally had them losing this game, but I've changed my mind. I'm going to have them win. Listen. Giants. Just just show me something. <laughs> because I very much believe last season was more of a fluke than it was you guys actually being something. Now, credit to the front office. They went out and got some big names. Uh, Darren Waller at tight end is going to be huge for that team. But I just don't have faith in these guys yet. I just... I'm not buying the hype. I'm not not buying into it. So if you want to show me something, this is just the week to do it because the Dallas Cowboys should be a heavy hitter in the NFC. I think they're still probably a step behind uh, San Francisco and Philly just because mm, I don't know how much I trust Dak. My trust in Dak is going down as each year goes by. Uh, and so I'm, I'm losing faith. As we've talked before, this Cowboys win, window is probably closing. Um, so this is, this is the time to go out and show me something. I'm not picking you, despite the Sultan making his pick. But <laughs> I'm rolling with Dallas. But this is the time to show me something, New York, because... I'm not against believing in you. I just can't right now. I'm not buying the hype. I don't think you're going to have more success this year than he did a year ago. I think you're going to be probably around the same because you're just kind of you're just kind of mediocre. You just kind of hang around. Uh, but maybe, maybe you can make some moves. Do it on Sunday night. That's all I'm saying. Let's get some week one primetime magic with this game and maybe another game. Well, that brings us to Monday night football. We're staying in New Jersey because we've got the New York Jets hosting the Buffalo Bills in a nice divisional 
matchup. I think this is going to be a fun one. This is going to be a spicy one. We got Josh Allen out there. We got Aaron Rodgers out there. Stefan Diggs, Garrett Wilson. Just fun to be had. Buffalo, two and a half point favorites on the road. Ooh, who you got, man? This is, I think, one of the games I've thought about the most. Yeah, it's a tough one. I've been back and forth on. Um, obviously the bills have been one of the top dogs in the AFC for, I mean, pretty much since Tom Brady left the AFC, they've been the top of the division. Yep. Um, but they had a little bit of a slow start last year and their momentum is going to be a little weird because of how I think basically the bills are going to have to work to get back to being as terrifying as they were. And I think the Jets have made a lot of really good moves. So I'm going to say, give me another upset on Monday Night Football. I'm going to take the New York Jets. It it does feel weird that the Jets are the upset pick because I'm also going with New York in this one. I it, I mean, I guess it is because of just like how historically good Buffalo has been over the last like three years. And uh, listen, I'm here for that. I I love this Buffalo team, as I talked about last year, and I think probably the year before. This team's a lot of fun. Josh Allen is is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's always fun to watch. Uh, that defense has been ridiculous. And obviously, this is the first game back with the inevitable comeback player of the year, Demar Hamlin. So that's another storyline to watch there. But this Jets team just. They've made the right moves. They've brought in the pieces. They've drafted well. They've got arguably a a top 10 quarterback of all time. I would say even top five quarterback of all time that you brought in in Aaron Rodgers. And as I said last year, this, this is a team that was a quarterback away from being a championship contending team, and they've got that quarterback now in Rodgers and I feel like the Jets are due for a great season and it starts on Monday night and and this is luckily we get this matchup again later on in the year because I think this is going to be a fun one in the AFC to watch as Buffalo versus New York but for the first matchup of the year give me New York yeah I also have this as a wild card game in the playoffs um I I think I did too. I had them meeting up in the playoffs. I think maybe in the divisional round. Um, uh, but yeah, but yeah. It just feels like New York is starting to step into, like New York and Miami both feel like they're making their way up, and this kind of feels like a do or die year for the Bills. Um, you know, because I feel like Stephon Diggs isn't going to take another year of heartbreak if they don't do well this season. The tough thing, the tough thing, I feel like with New York is I could see this situation being very similar to when Brady went to the Bucks, And so he was there, what, three three years, I think? Yeah, yeah three years. And that team had talent before he got there. That's why he went there. Uh, and now they're in a position of, like, uh, without Brady, we've kind of got nothing and I don't want to see the same thing happen to the Jets when Rodgers inevitably hangs them up 
potentially in two, three years down the road. Like, yeah. I don't want to see this team just go from reaching this high to just dropping that back down to a laughing stock of the league because they were there for so long. And that these these fans are devoted fans and deserve to have a team to root for, especially in a city like New York. Um, but I just that's that's my big worry with this team is that happening yeah all uh, like you build a super team like the rams did and then right. they're irrelevant the next year i mean hey if it listen the rams got a super bowl out of it the bucks got a super bowl out of it so if you get a super bowl maybe it's it worth, worth it. it i guess it's worth it but the problem is like you look at the chiefs who are contenders every year and part of that is because they hit the draft lottery with with patrick mahomes but You've also they've done such a good job of continuing to build that team, and you've got a great coach in Andy Reid, and so they're positioned to to be contenders for as long as Patrick Mahomes is there. I don't yeah. know if the Jets like the, there's no long there's no longevity to the Jets' plan currently in my in my mind because you don't have anybody to take over the mantle once Rodgers hangs it up, which maybe it'll be Zach Wilson. Maybe they'll draft well and get a quarterback, but I don't know. Right now, I feel like they're set up to fall off when he is done, just like the Rams, just like the Bucks. Um, but we'll see. Well, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to us. If you're watching on YouTube, thanks for hanging out. Uh, go ahead and click that subscribe and follow button. Uh, if you're listening to us in your car on Apple, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, whatever you're doing, we appreciate it. We love you. Uh, we have socials, I think. Uh, definitely have an Instagram. I know that because I just made it last week or two weeks ago at Booth Review Sports. Um, whatever Twitter is now called, we do have one of those at Booth Review Pod, uh, Facebook, all of that not super active on any of them come hang out in the discord the link I'm for working that. on it the link for the discord is in the description so come hang out in there and talk some football with us but we appreciate you guys hanging around and listening to us just jibber jabber on a weekly basis we love you and i uh, will be back for week two next week good job